Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. It's Friday, December the 11th. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. We've got a lot of big stories in Kent to update you on. At the end of what has been a very busy week. Now, firstly, we're going to play you a call we took from a patient at a Kent hospital who felt compelled to speak out about a man who'd been placed on his ward. Kevin Geary has cancer and has been shielding during the pandemic because he's at extreme risk if he catches the virus. Well, he had to go into Medway Maritime on Friday after struggling with a chest infection. And after 16 hours in A&E, he was eventually put on a ward. On Monday, another man was moved onto that ward. He's been shouting and swearing and aggressive towards staff ever since. When Mr Geary raised concerns, he was told the man couldn't be moved as he'd tested positive for COVID. This is what he had to say to our reporter, Ish. They're putting, mixing patients who haven't got it and who are, frankly, like myself, highly vulnerable uh, with a patient who has positive. And I feel for the staff too. I mean, this man is aggressive. Uh, he's uh, quite violent. And they've had to physically wrestle several times. And that's what has put up with this problem in language. Uh, and I'm not sure they've got the right um, protective equipment uh, to deal with it because they're not supposed to be working on the COVID board. And being someone who is particularly vulnerable, um, I mean, do you feel your, your life's at risk? Yes, I do very much. I'm dreading it. I mean, you can't tell immediately. But obviously the risks of me having contracted COVID on top of what is a very delicate medical condition anyway are pretty high. I mean, how, how do you feel at the moment? Well, outraged. And I have inquired as to, of the hospital um, if I can discharge myself. Um but they said that uh, I've just got one or two more things they need to do and I'll be going home tomorrow. So I've decided, having, having gone this far, I might as well stick it out. And, uh, I mean, you clearly get a sense of it, but what, what's the atmosphere like in the ward at the moment? One of great exasperation and, and fear, frankly. We're, we're all absolutely astonished. We've all asked uh, this man to be removed from the ward forthwith. Nothing has happened. Uh, we've asked to be tested ourselves for COVID and have only been told, oh, we'll see if we can arrange that. And I thought it, having been provenly in contact with someone who was tested positive, we had a right to be tested. And this man that you've described who's been violent, um, is that continuing? Is he continuing to be aggressive? <laughs> Extremely aggressive. He hasn't actually physically hit anyone yet, apart from when he's kicked out with his legs. Um, but he's threatening it all the time. If anyone dares say to him, just basically shut up. He threatens to come across to a punch your lights out, you know, and, but only not quite as politely as that. Uh, and, I mean, you've, you mentioned it already, but, I mean, t- how, how are staff handling the situation? Well, the wits end. They're, they're, they're outraged that they've been put in this situation and that their patients have been put at risk. And as far as you're aware, this person is going to remain on the ward for the time being? Uh, I've heard in the last half an hour that there may be attempts to either um, 
discharge him from hospital or to move him. But uh, this is, you know, they, they've known this has tested positive for COVID for at least 48 hours. And, you know, any damage he may have done is probably done. We understand half of the hospital's 500 beds are now taken up by COVID patients and 15 are in critical care. We have approached the hospital in Gillingham for a comment, but so far haven't heard back. Staying with coronavirus, a mass testing of secondary school and college students in Kent is getting underway. Pupils aged from 11 to 18 and their families will be offered a COVID test even if they don't have any symptoms. A dozen mobile units are going to be set up at the weekend. Swale, Medway, Gravesham, Thanet and Maidstone have some of the highest infection rates in the country right now. England's Chief Medical Officer, Professor Chris Whitty, has said that's a big worry. We need to look very seriously at these areas and and ask the question, are there enough uh, measures going in uh, or or do we have to have more? And that's something which ministers will have to look at next uh, week. But I think if these rates are going up, towards the tail end of lockdown. That is quite a concerning situation. Next week, a reminder, the government will review the current tier system in England. Kent at the moment is in tier three, and it is thought that's unlikely to change. A further 46 staff members at a Kent factory which produces food for Marks and Spencer have contracted coronavirus. Two workers at Tillmanstone Salads near Dover died last week, and dozens more have had to take time off after either testing positive themselves or for being in contact with colleagues who have. The latest cases have been identified after on-site testing was brought in on Monday. A care home has been rated inadequate after a report warned residents were at risk of catching coronavirus. Inspectors say staff at Roxburgh House in Westgate were tired and not enough kept vulnerable people safe. Despite there being a COVID-19 policy in place, adequate measures to prevent the spread of the virus hadn't been put into action. And finally, on coronavirus today, changes are being made to the length of time you have to self-isolate if you've come into contact with someone who has tested positive. It's been reduced from 14 days to 10. That's also for people who've come back from a country that's not on the safe travel list. Kent Online News. Some other top stories for you now, and it's feared as many as 60% of Kent businesses are not prepared for a no-deal Brexit. There's been no breakthrough in talks between the UK and EU, with just three weeks to go until the transition period ends. The Kent and Victor Chamber of Commerce are concerned companies that have been struggling during the coronavirus pandemic aren't ready for the changes. Meantime, tougher measures are being brought in to tackle illegal lorry parking in Kent when the transition period ends. It's feared delays at the border will lead to long queues of freight traffic with some drivers stopping where they shouldn't. The government's given the county council temporary powers to clamp HGVs and issue fines from January the 1st. Now, it's claimed building almost 1,000 student flats and new sports facilities will generate more than £100 million for Canterbury's economy. Developers want to set it all up on the University of Kent's campus in the north of the city and reckon 800 jobs will be made during construction. The bulk of students' accommodation would also be used as a hotel and conference facility during the holidays. A Kent head teacher has been forced to go on patrol because of bad parking during the school run. 
Residents in Greenway and Barming who share their street with Westboro Primary say twice a day parents block their driveways, park across pavements and spoil the grass that their children play on. Head to kentonline.co.uk to see for yourself some of the pictures. They're calling for parents to be more considerate and to keep their drives clear when they visit school. Now, there's a warning that the demand for food among vulnerable people in Kent could triple by Christmas. Fair Share Kent, which redistributes surplus food to charities, says the rise in unemployment during the pandemic means more and more people are struggling to afford meals. But there's also been an increase among those who are in work as their wages aren't enough to cover living costs. Emma White is the warehouse manager at Fair Share in Ashford. For us at Fair Share, our new normal is sending out double the amount of food we, we ever have done, and I do not think that will dip. It's been incredibly busy this past year. Um, we've seen a huge increase in demand um, for surplus food. Um, we are, in fact, pushing out double our normal amounts of food. To put that in context, um, this time last year, we sent out the equivalent of 81,000 meals per week to charities around Kent. That has already more than doubled to around 170,000 meals. Um, There's a huge increase in that demand. And I'd say, you know, a lot of the charities that we do serve anticipate that this Christmas is going to be even busier than before. There's uh, many reasons for the increase in need. Um, Financial loss in particular is a big one. A lot of people have lost their jobs, have come to the end of their income, really, through the pandemic. Um, mental health is a real issue for, issue for people as well um, and again if you look back a few years you'd probably say that people who used food banks were people who were perhaps homeless were were in debt and so forth however now there are a lot of people who are actually employed who use food banks um, and access that surplus food um, this is because their their wages don't cover the increase in living costs um, and that is having a real impact food is of course an the first thing that has to go. It's a long road to recovery. I I don't see this increase in need ending anytime soon. Um, A third of the charities that we do send the food to have said that they wouldn't be able to feed people and without the food that we're supplying them with. So I think that's going to be really important going forwards into the next year. We're running quite a few campaigns at the moment. Um, We're doing one that's called Give a Little Love. Um, This is in conjunction with John Lewis, um, who really want to come on board and support what we are doing. John Lewis are hoping to uh, match fund up to £2 million worth of um, customer donations. Um, And this Again, this money would be ploughed back into Fair Share. Other charities as well, such as Homestart around the UK, that are really um, helping people to access the food that they need. Kent Online reports. Some bits of travel to update you on now and the Sheppey Way and Kings Ferry Bridge are going to be closed again this weekend because of filming for a new TV show. The crew had to apologise when they shut it last month because they didn't allow cyclists and pedestrians to cross. They're actually shooting scenes for a new ITV thriller called Too Close, which will star Emily Watson. And part of the M20 is going to be closed for the next four nights as part of preparations for the end of the Brexit transition period in three weeks' time. Live tests of the new movable barrier are going to be carried out this weekend between Maidstone and Ashford. Operation Brock aims to ease congestion by creating a contraflow on the motorway so lorries can queue if there are long delays at Dover and Folkestone. And finally, tickets are now on sale to see Brian Adams in Kent next summer. He's coming to the Spitfire Ground in Canterbury as part of a UK tour. Kent Online Sport. 
Football first, and Gillingham travelled to Doncaster Rovers in the league this weekend after they were knocked out of the EFL Trophy on Tuesday night. Rovers are currently eighth in the table, three places, but just one point above the Jules. Steve Evans' men are on a run of five games unbeaten in the league, and we've been chatting to defender Connor Ogilvie. There's a lot of new faces in, in the change room, and I think as a group, it, it maybe took a bit of a while to uh, to, to gel and, and that, but now, it, now it's, it's all coming together. And um, yeah, like I said, hopefully we can... Go on a little run now um, uh, and pick up some good results over Christmas. There's going to be games and you're going to feel stiff, you're going to feel tired, but you've just got to dig in and and uh, everyone's going to be needed. It's, it's not going to be just the, just the 11. Everyone's going to be needed throughout that period. And yeah, it's just got to be uh, hard work all round from everyone. The last time we spoke, we were sort of talking about how you were looking up the table now rather than down. Now you've got the momentum. Is it quite frustrating that you're going into this one where it's you would look at it not maybe as a must-win game, but something you want to get something out of to continue that run? Is it annoying, frustrating that you're going into it with a, a thinner squad, or do you still think you've got a good chance? Oh, definitely. I feel like we've got a great chance still. Um, with the with the like I said before, with the strength and depth we've got, um, with the players that have been stepping in and and performing, and the rotation we've had, I feel like yeah, the last two games have been probably probably our better games of the season and and we're scoring goals and we're not conceding so if we can continue that I don't see why we can't go up to Donny and, and get a get a result up there are these the sort of games you need to win to put yourself in and amongst it yeah definitely like I said if they they're just above us so if we beat them and we go above them like I said if we can beat the teams above us and and keep the teams below us away from us we we'll climb up the table nicely kickoff tomorrow is at 3 don't forget to follow kent online jills on twitter for match updates and in cricket kent's zach crawley has been named in the england squad for their test tour of sri lanka next month ben stokes and jofra archer have been rested while johnny Bairstow earns a recall that's it for today thanks for listening don't forget you can subscribe to the im news app to access all km group newspapers to do that head to subsaver.co.uk News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.